I want to tell you guys about No House Advantage. I'm already sold after reading the uh, name. No House Advantage is taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across the NBA, MLB, NFL, and PGA for cash. This is an awesome new fantasy sports platform that's leveling the playing field and making it easier to win than on the traditional fantasy sports apps that you are used to using. Download the No House Advantage app and check out our daily player prop contest without having to make a single deposit. Play in public guaranteed cash prize pool contests or create your own private contest with your buddies. Use promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, when signing up and... They will match your first deposit up to 20 bucks in free play. If your first time deposit is at least 10 bucks, you're getting a free PFF Edge subscription. It's 40 bucks for the entire year. You even get the draft guide in like, you know, seven months. No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests, including all types of player statistics, featured player prop contests, combined players for different positions across several statistical categories. I mean, it's everything you could possibly want. Compete against other users and track in real time as you climb the leaderboard. Download the app now. Use promo code P or I'm sorry, promo code EDGE, E-D-G-E, when you sign up and get a free PFF Edge subscription. It is week three. I really can't believe it's week three, to be honest with you. But uh, here we are, and it's Sunday morning, and that means that you're getting the all-star duo. It's me, George, and Eric, the doctor. And uh, let's just get right into it. Let's get some props going here. So I have a couple props. I want to go first this time because I've been generous in letting you go first, and you're always stealing my favorite my favorite ones. So I'm going to start it off. I'm going to go, by the way, I am using the PFF props tool pretty heavily because there are so many freaking props out there and it's a great way to just look at all the props, see where we have any, you know, edges and adjust the line based on what you have at your book. So I'm going to start this one off with one of my favorite. I have two running backs on this list and both of them are in my upper echelon, my up top tier of running backs that I absolutely adore and the first is Derrick Henry and I'm actually thinking that Derrick Henry is going to uh, go over his receiving yards prop it's 11 and a half yards they're playing the Minnesota Vikings the Minnesota Vikings can't cover anybody and there will be a screen to Derrick Henry that he will rumble for at least 12 yards I like that I'm on the same places you and our props on thursday night all the overs hit by the way Mm -hmm. um we we were like 14 and 4 uh on the night but all the overs and one of them was i believe two of them were running back receiving yards overs and i'm gonna go with the same with you the atlanta falcons cannot cover running backs and as such Tariq cohen over 17 and a half yards is to me the the biggest lock of all of these you know he he hasn't been as in as involved as he should be Um, But I think that that changes in a game where um, there's going to have to be a lot of scoring. Um, There's a there's a a decent amount of sample paths where the Falcons, you know, play well enough to have like a multiple score lead. And then it's going to be dump off to Cohen uh, when things don't go well. Did you say that there's there are a lot of sample paths where the Atlanta Falcons play well enough to have multiple score lead? Yeah, that's right. I didn't. I didn't go with the conclusion no, of the no. game. By the I way, I was wondering how, how did those end up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did those end for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was talking to Ian Rappaport this, you know, yesterday about that, and it was like, 
I mean, that game never got beneath us. Well, it was a 6% chance at one point, which is, uh, which is hilarious because the model sort of knows that the Falcons are prone to give up that kind of lead. Stop. All right. My next one is also an over, and this is Samuel Darnold over 207 and a half passing yards and the Jets suck. The Colts uh, are 11 and a half point favorites now. And I mean, the Jets are just going to have to come out and throw the ball every single down. So this is a game script play, right? I mean, exactly. That's what it is. I kind of like the Jets plus 11 and a half in this game, but only because that number is too freaking big it's, for a it's week three game in the big. NFL. Here's here's my tough thing. We'll talk about this game probably in a second. But my, my hard thing with this is like there's 31 NFL teams and then the Jets. You know, and so like nothing applies to the Jets that applies to most. Well, teams, it, I mean, they just they don't have NFL caliber like talent on the back yeah, end, exactly. or, you know, on the back end of the defense or, you know, for weapons wise. So it is rough. Here's the one I like. And I like Deion Lewis under 35 and a half rushing yards. And I know that that number is low and I know it can be a Miles Gaskin Thursday night situation where you bet a running back under like 30 something yards. And then the first, first possession, the team decides to establish the run with this weak sauce running back and gets them all these yards. I think the giants are going to use the, the Barkley injury as a, an excuse to throw the football every down. Um, and as such, I think Lewis probably is involved in the passing game, but will not be involved in the run game. The other thing is the Niners injuries up front help them in run defense. That's a great, that is the, point. you know what I'm saying? Like D four yep. not being in there helps them run defense wise. Bosa isn't a bad run defender, but like the guy that's going to replace him is going to be like a try hard run defend guy. Right, same, you know, same thing with Solomon Thomas is kind of a, a small interior player. The guy that replaces him is going to be a better run defender. And guy like Fred, Fred Warner is one of the better linebackers in the entire NFL. So, like, I I just don't see the Giants getting much going on the ground on Sunday. All right, here is an under that I very much like, and this is a running back, big fat. Len Fournette. Oh, Lenny? Lonard Fournette, 55 rushing yards. Um, everyone, this is, this is, in my mind, a prototypical, oh, we saw this guy bust a long run last week. Everyone just absolutely creams themselves over his total, you know, his game last week where he went over 100 yards. And uh, he'll go back to more like he was week one where, you know, everyone's like, oh, wow, I guess Leonard Fournette is not that useful. Um, I'm not banking on him having multiple attempts go over 20 rushing yards. That just is not, uh, I don't see that happening. And, um, you know, this is in Denver. I know they're playing Jeff Driscoll, uh, so they're probably running a lot, but I'm just, I just don't think Leonard Fournette's going to get the volume uh, and he's not going to bust any long, long ones. So I'm going under 55 and a half. All right, my pick, my my next pick involves a running back as well, and it's Josh Allen under two sixty one and a half passing yards. Um, uh, we have the number much more, you know, closer to two forty than we have it is two sixty, and um, I I have to do a mea culpa on the Rams. I was low on the Rams basically all off season, and I think that was one of your favorite unders. It was my favorite under, and I and I think I still think Buffalo is going to be favored in this game. Although there's been money on L A, it's been one of those. All both of LA's games have been 
basic both of LA's games so far this season have crossed the zero in the betting market at one point and and we're actually in that position again they're about one and a half point underdogs it could you know for all intents and purposes move you know to them being favorites by the end I think the Ram, you know, I think Allen, our friend Josh Hermsmeyer, I think he re- regresses in the way that Hermsmeyer wrote about the other day. Um, I think the Rams are, are a lot better defense than the Jets uh, and the Dolphins, who we played the first two weeks. 261 is a lot to line a guy who has just had his first two 300-yard games. So give me the under there. That was, uh, that was one that I liked. Here, I want your take on this very quickly. Um, Cam Newton. 41 and a half rushing Dude, yards. I almost said this, dude. It, look, man, I'm a little shocked the other day where his under was a lock until the last possession that the New England had against Seattle. I like it. I Honestly, it's one of those games where if they get – it's weird. Like, I think Newton, the, the game has to be in a thick band between six and minus six for that rushing yardage to mm-hmm. be an over. Exactly. That, this is my point. So I am also um, in in this game. I believe that the New England Patriots are a far superior team to the Las Vegas Raiders, and if they don't need to run Cam Newton, I don't think they will. And I believe also, based on the fact that he is the best PFF passing grade ever to start a season through two weeks, that he's they're going to throw the ball, and I think they will be able to throw the ball mm-hmm. against the Raiders. And if you can. Uh, there's going to be no pass rush. We know this. Yep. This is a get-right game for me in terms of the the pass catchers for New England. I think Cam Newton throws the ball over the yard. So under 41.5 for Cameron Newton. That closes it out uh, for the props. Let's move to some sides here. If you want more props, go to pff.com. Here, here's a, a PSA, by the way, on sides. This week, just like last week, a lot of sides we liked early in the week are mm-hmm. no longer adding value. So Which means... Where, where listen, do I go? Listen where do to our I go pod- to get the good word? Listen to our podcast that comes out on Monday morning. It's the it's the way to go here. Um, but yeah, that being said, I mean, obviously, you know, for example, Cincinnati no longer a play. Um, oh God, that line is just that line. It's gone to the point lot. where now I I will take the Eagles. I you know like yeah. <laughs> There's not enough probability concentrated on the six, but the the Detroit, you know, Detroit's crossed a couple key numbers. Carolina's crossed a couple key numbers. Um, we're close to with the Devonte Adams injury. New Orleans crossing over to three and a half, and so there there's just not as much here. But we'll try to give you guys something at least here. So give me, yeah, give me your first one. Okay, um, I'm gonna do what I did for the second, you know, second straight week. I'm gonna go. Washington football team plus the seven in in Cleveland. I know Cleveland's got rest. Um, I know um, you know that they ran the football pretty well last week against Cincinnati uh, and Washington looked poor. But I don't think Washington should be a seven point underdog uh, to a team like Cleveland. I am with you. Um, I like that one quite a bit. All right, I'm gonna get this started with uh, my favorite fade of the entire season. And that is just repeatedly fading the Minnesota Vikings. So I will take the Tennessee Titans minus two and a half. I understand that everyone and their mother is betting on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, to me, the reason it's not three, three and a half is that Mike Zimmer is getting too much respect. The problem is, is that Mike Zimmer can't play defensive back for the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, he would legitimately be an upgrade. They, they literally cannot cover anyone. Um, I'm not worried about AJ Brown being out. It doesn't matter who's lined up at, at um, wide receiver. Ryan Tannehill, 121 pass rating when clean. Kirk Cousins, 59.7 pass rating when clean. 
Uh, so give me the Titans. Yeah, I know you're losing a little bit of value here, but I'm going to take Houston at plus four in mm. Pittsburgh. Um, 0-2 teams are generally pretty good against the spread, especially against 2-0 and teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that doesn't mean, you know, obviously I don't think that any of that is baked into the market right now because we, we saw Houston open at far higher. Uh, I think it was five and a half. Um, but... You know, when I look at this game, I, I think Watson is still the better quarterback. I think Pittsburgh's defense is riding a little too high, and you look for a little bit of regression. You know, nothing's ever as good or as bad as it looks in, in two games, and Houston's combined opponents are, have been eight points better mm-hmm. against this, you know against an average team. So give me Houston here as a little bit of a fade on what's happened the first two weeks. No, I, I like that. Um, speaking of – I'll just bring this one up because we talked about it earlier um, – but I, I was looking at our strength of schedule tool and it's really cool. So what you're referencing is the average number of points better than an average team your opponents have been, right? So when you play the, the Ravens and the, the Chiefs, like they're going to be favored by eight-ish points uh, against an average team. So the second uh, toughest schedule though has been the Jets. And, you know, so like as much as I bag on them for being terrible, um, they're getting 11 and a half points against a Colts team that isn't exactly explosive. And here's what I'll mention about this game. The total is 44. So, you know, it's going to be a low scoring game in all likelihood. Um, you're getting 11 and a half points. I, I would uh, roll with the, the points and the Jets there. But um, I want to bring this game up because I am having trouble with it. And hopefully you can help me out. It's my beloved San Francisco 49ers. This line is now. It's crazy. Uh, three and a half. I have no idea, George, how. Look. I have no idea why this game is three and a half. I, because it's it, it's you're you either have to the Giants either have to be favored, right? Because mm-hmm. the Niners just don't have NFL players left, or the Niners need to be six point favorites. I agree. I, I, I don't understand why it's sitting here at three and a half because at my if, if you believe that the Niners just simply outclass, which I actually do, outclass the dog shit teams in the NFL then you got to lay the points for the Niners. If you believe the Niners don't have anybody left and it's just simply not a good enough team, then why are the Giants catching more than a field goal? I don't get it. No, I'm with you there. And so this, I'm I'm glad that you have helped me iron out my feelings. My thought was this is Kyle Shanahan is like 10 points better than Joe Judge. (laughs) Okay. And Nick Mullins People probably have forgotten at this point that with Nick Mullins, there were eight yards per pass attempt. So, you know, you've got um, Brandon Ayuk getting a little more comfortable. Jordan Reed looked good. Um, And any, you know, if anyone is overreacting to Raheem Mostert being out, please do not. Because, like, are you serious? I mean, you put anyone back there, they still have talent Um, on the offensive line. Trent Williams been mauling people. So I I will take uh, the Niners. Here, here, here's my thing about the Niners. And, and, you know, you're a Niners fan. It's so interesting because, like, you know, when you talk to me about Chiefs and I talk to you about mm-hmm. Niners, we have these, like, interesting opinions on players, right? Like, I, I will always contend that Alex Smith was a decent quarterback, and obviously you have a different opinion because he played for the Niners yeah, when he was true. bad. Nick Mullins averaged 8.3 yards per pass attempt in eight starts in 2018. Jameis Winston, the guy that we – absolutely adore you know probably you know 8.2 right last Mm -hmm. season 
he was very efficient and averaged fewer yards per attempt than Nick Mullins in his in his start. Yeah. There Which is, is a, you know, the, in, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was going to say it's interesting because you you mentioned that, and what strikes me is Jameis Winston to get that yards per attempt had to throw the ball you know fifteen yards downfield all the time. And the beauty of Nick Mullins is that he didn't have to, and that's why I believe it's more sustainable because Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both threw like almost as many interceptions as touchdowns and all this. It was both like very similar type of events. But like when you look at those two players and when you look at so, – so this is why I sit on the San Francisco side too because he's clearly an example of – Look, Kyle Shanahan just has the goods, right? <laughs> like, you know, because that season you guys missed out on. I mean, I'm trying to think of all the guys that were hurt. Marcus Goodwin was hurt. Um, you didn't have Sanders. You didn't have, you know, Kittle was good that year for sure. But like, mm-hmm. it wasn't as though you guys had a murderer's row of players on your team, right? Correct. And and Mullins still did fine. And I feel like. Like, that's the situation we're in. Like, yep. who's a better – like, you know, obviously, Daniel Jones has better pedigree. And, if, you know, if you if you regress to the market, we'll, we'll assume that Daniel Jones will be the better quarterback moving forward, obviously. But, like, in this game, is it a lock that Daniel Jones will play better than Nick Mullins? No. You know, yeah, like – and it's the overall offense, too. Yeah. Uh, and, Jay, remember who's calling plays for the Giants? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, that's a tricky thing, right? I mean – Come on. You're, it's it's Joe Judge and Jason Garrett versus Kyle Shanahan. Well, and the, and the and the Giants have a lot of weaknesses defensively. I, I I finally came up with this, George. Let me we're on the PFF Daily Betting podcast. Let me know if you you like this. Winning with defense is like hitting on a five team parlay. It's great. You mentioned this the the other week, and I love it because it tells you so much about coverage. Because James Bradbury has played awesome so far, and I don't think it's going to matter because I don't think that Kyle Shanahan is going to test that part of the defense. Exactly. So that's a bet that wins. That's a lock. That's that's UTEP today. But right. nothing, right. you know. But nothing's going to matter because I think San Francisco is going to knock them out. All right. Let's do. Uh, let's let's fire a few in here. Give me real quick uh, one more. Uh, okay. Um, I like the Saints minus three, and I know that you and I disagreed on this on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Devontae Adams was playing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's also a total and complete fade of the perception of the two teams, right? Because yeah. the the Saints actually averaged almost seven and a half yards per play the other night. And Alvin Kamara is amazing. Exactly. So, so in my brain, I say, okay, if – if they can do that with Breeze playing poorly, what happens if Breeze plays well? Decently. Yep, I'm with you. Um, my last one is going to be Chiefs plus three and a half. My reasoning, Patrick Mahomes is getting three and a half points. And that's all you need to know. And that yeah. is <laughs> the week three Sunday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Subscribe, of course, to this podcast for the every single week uh, editions. They're really good. And then uh, check us out tonight or tomorrow morning, whatever it is. It's all one long day for us on the uh, PFF forecast. Have a good one. Peace out, guys.